You are listening to the Lifelong Nursing Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode two of the Lifelong Nursing Podcast. I'm Brent and I'm your host. So could smartphones cause our brains to change for the bad? We've all heard of the people that text and drive leading to an automobile accident or the freak accidents that occur with people crossing the street looking at their phones instead of looking left to right to check for oncoming vehicles. I think this phenomenon continues to grow, but should we let it? We as human beings are smarter than ever before. Well, uh, most of us anyway. I'm probably not one of them. But can this ever go too far? In the 21st century, the number of individuals who have a smartphone continues to grow each year. This is leading to researchers questioning why some of our neurotransmitters are in a decline, leading to a significant decrease in the ability for people to focus. One of their reasons, they say, are because of our addiction to smartphones. According to the Pew Research Center, surveys and recent studies show that we are increasingly becoming addicted to our smartphones. The modern term nomophobia has been termed for those who exhibit signs of anxiety or fear of not being able to use their smartphone. It's interesting to know that China and South Korea have already labeled our addiction to smart devices as a public health threat. In Seoul, South Korea, researchers did a little study comparing 19 teenagers diagnosed with smartphone addiction to 19 others that did not have this addiction found that of those with the smartphone addiction, the researchers in South Korea found that these people had increased levels of GABA that in simple terms just inhibit some of the neurons in their brains, while the group that did not have the smartphone addiction had increased levels of glutamate glutamine, which is a neurotransmitter that allows the normal conduction of the neurons in the brain. So an interesting measure to take is what the city of Honolulu did on October 25th was to enact a distracted pedestrian law that makes it illegal for pedestrians to cross the street or highway while viewing a mobile or electronic device. This law covers video games, pagers, laptops, and of course smartphones. It's interesting because you would think that it's common sense for us not to look at our cell phones and look both ways before crossing the street. However, all of us were taught that growing up, right? Almost all of the states in the United States have laws that prohibit texting while driving. However, Honolulu is the first city to enact a law that forbids pedestrians to use a handheld device to a certain degree. This brings into question, what if the perfect storm happens? It may have already happened. A driver that is distracted by looking at their cell phone and a pedestrian that is distracted while looking at their cell phone crossing the street. The end result would not be a good one. This may have already happened and probably has. Researchers at the State University of New York developed a questionnaire that can gauge just how addicted you are to your smartphone. This is a little bit of a subjective survey, so it's not quite as evidence-based as we would like objective things, but this is a good survey to gauge for yourself just how addicted you are to your smart device or smartphone. So this questionnaire contains 20 questions or, or statements that you answer on a level of agreement with a range from one, strongly disagree, to a range of seven, strongly agree, adding your score together after answering all the questions. So the statement, the survey has statements like, I would feel weird because I would not know what to do without my cell phone. And you would do strongly disagree to strongly agree. There's a second question example. I would fear I would be annoyed if I could not use my smartphone and or its capabilities when I wanted to do so. I know that I've been guilty, uh, so I would strongly agree with that one as being annoyed, not being able to use my cell phone or my cell phone uh, running slow. We want things now, so I would be very annoyed, and I agreed with that statement. So another example is I would be nervous because I would not know if someone had tried to get a hold of me. 
So for that one, I used to be fairly nervous or fairly anxious when I did not have my cell phone, not knowing when someone or someone tried to get a hold of me or if someone, if I missed someone's call. But however, as I've gotten a little older, I think that I would probably disagree with that a little more uh, strongly than I would have when I was younger. According to the State University of New York, a score of less than 20 indicates no level of nomophobia, while a score of 21 to 60 indicates mild nomophobia, and a score of 61 to 99 indicates really a full degree of nomophobic. You are afraid or have anxiety of not having your cell phone completely. According to the same university, an addiction to smartphones can affect your work or study, and when this occurs, your behavior or level of anxiety should be assessed. So... So this kind of goes along with the researchers that are looking into why our some of our neurotransmitters in our brain are declining, affecting our ability to focus and study. A study by the Pew Research Center revealed that 95% of Americans have a cell phone, with 77% of them being a smartphone, while the same center showed that over half of Americans admitted to texting while driving. I know I am guilty, and I mainly do this at red lights. Um, however, it's still a distraction and I know I shouldn't do it. So I actually took the questionnaire and scored a 59, which is very close to a full degree of nomophobia. So that actually only leaves me still in the mild range, but I'm, I mean, I'm borderline. I, I, you know, I do have some anxiety when I don't have my cell phone for a certain period of time. I do support the research into addiction of the smartphones. However, I'm not sure I agree with the laws that Honolulu has enacted to ban looking at handheld devices for the pedestrians, you know, to a certain degree. And even there is places in national parks or other places where people gather that have labeled no selfie zones in an attempt to reduce the risk of people falling to their death off a cliff or a mountain or uh, getting in the way of certain you know, monuments, that sort of thing. It's almost, again, seems like common sense, but some, as we know, have an apparent lack of common sense. I might be one of those people. I don't know. So I want to hear from you. Have you been guilty of crossing the street while using your phone, almost getting hit by a car, or have you taken a selfie or used your smartphone in a way that puts yourself in danger? Would or should the government do other things other than banning pedestrians using their smartphone, and would this be going too far? You should see how nomophobic you are. I will post a link to the questionnaire in the podcast description. Take that test and see how you do. I want to hear from you how you did and how addicted to your smartphone you are. So I thought this was a little bit of interesting information. I wanted to bring this to you is because it relates to our ability to focus. A lot of us do take drugs like Adderall or Vyvanse, which increases your risk of, you know, things like seizures or, you know, other health risks like that. There are other drugs and supplements that have been around since the 1960s that help us focus. And I'll list that for episode three. So listen for that. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate you listening to the Lifelong Nursing Podcast. Lifelong Nursing is growing by the day. I appreciate everybody listening on the YouTube and visiting the website, www.lifelongnursing.com. Stay tuned for episode three.